Greetings! Welcome to Average Joe's Fantasy. I'm your host, Steve Nordyke, and we are in the middle of the All-Star break, halfway point, more or less, through the season, and hopefully everyone out there is doing well in their leagues. I uh, am sitting here on a heating pad, in case anybody wants to know or visualize, a grown-ass man sitting on a heating pad, because I have the back of a 150-year-old. So, <laughs> this episode's going to get hot, literally for me. Uh, email me some questions, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com, avgjoesfantasy at yahoo.com. Ask me about trades, leagues, advice, waiver pickups, whatever you want. Criticisms, if you want to say I say um too much, you won't be the first. And my feelings will probably get hurt, but that's okay, I can take it. I got one email that I want to talk about. He took my advice, kind of. He says he traded uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. for Manny Machado. And what did I think about that? Well, yeah, you know, I, I do like taking young guys, trading them for first, second round guys who are struggling. Yet, I uh, am not a big believer in Machado. That's the problem. I, I wasn't at draft time. I wasn't uh, leading up to draft time, and I'm still not. He has turned it around a bit, but I, I really think Tatis might be the better fantasy option this season you know I'm, I'm hanging on to him if you can get Tatis in a deal then then keep him because he yeah you know he hits a little bit of power he's got speed the Padres are, are not bad so I think Tatis could could outperform Machado at least you know when he counted steals and runs and average I don't know it's a it's really a toss-up and when you're making a trade like that I don't really want to make a toss-up you know I want to trade like Tatis and somebody for for Mike Trout, someone that's gonna crush it. You know, I traded uh, earlier. I think I mentioned I traded Giolito and Austin Meadows for uh, was it Trevor Bauer and uh, Reese Hoskins. And that's the kind of trade you want to make. And Meadows has fallen off a cliff, and Giolito got pounded his last start out. So you know, those are the kind of deals you want to make with these young guys. You know, I'm a believer in Tatis. I think he's going to be really good. Just like Mondesi, I'm a believer in him. Uh, so, you know, if, if I believe in a guy, I'm not really going to trade him for peanuts or trade him for, for somebody who might be struggling. You know, Meadows, guys like that, Meadows, Gilito, those are the ones I use all the time because those are the ones I really don't have any faith in. Those guys I'm shipping out. Uh, I, I did on every team. But somebody like Tatis... I'm going to hang on to him unless I can get a really good deal for like Lindor, someone who will outperform Tatis, you know, substantially. You know, Lindor, um, Javier Baez, for infielders, you know, a great outfielder. If I could package him for for Mookie Betts, I'd do that. But you know, I'm not I'm not really looking to to either even out in a trade just because the guy was taken in the second round, which in my opinion was way too early. You know, doesn't mean that he's going to be better than, than Tatis Jr. And, you know, so that trade, I appreciate, you know, what, what, what he was going for. Um, I just would have picked a different second rounder to go for because I'm not really that that keen on Machado. Uh, anyways, so that's that. Let me give you a little recap of some of my teams. Uh, the average Joe's team is 73 points. I'm still in sixth, and I'll probably be in sixth or seventh all year. The team's not very good. I uh, can't make any trades. Yeah, so that's great. I'm going to have to, all these Joe's leagues from now on, I'm going to have to have like top seven places paid out. 
You know, that's, that's about right. You know, I, I, I can easily draft a team to finish fifth to seventh. You know, it's it's working the wire and working trades that propel me into into money status. It doesn't usually work out. I had one team last year that crushed all season long. It doesn't usually work out that way. It usually works out where I draft a team in the middle of the pack or just above the middle of the pack. And then it's the it's really the what I do afterwards that that puts me in the money. And if I can't do that, I uh, I sit and wallow and and uh, and whine like I'm doing right now. So enough whining. My head to head teams are destroying. I uh, have three in first, one in second, two in third, and one in fourth. All of them are in the money right now. All of them in the playoffs right now. Not in the money, but all of them in, pl- in playoff positions. Um, and they're doing really well. You know, and and it's all about managing your teams you know being able to like i mentioned last episode check your rosters before the game start make sure you're cycling guys from the bench who are active into spots where you know your starters are inactive for that day if you have michael brantley in the outfield he's missing a day cycle him out put in uh, i don't know josh reddick or or uh, whoever you got on the whoever you got in the outfield on the bench hopefully you got somebody that's why i like to have on my head-to-head teams i like to have an outfielder Maybe an outfield first base combo would be great. I like to have a middle infield combo, second base shortstop or shortstop third base, just so I can plug in those holes when when a guy uh, you know will eventually does sit out. I want to get as many games as I can and not give away not give away anything. You know you're fighting for every every point in these head to head leagues. That's why I'm doing so well. It's the same thing in in my basketball leagues last year. All the teams finished in in, in playoff position. I think I can't remember baseball last year if they all finished. One might have not, or two might not have. But if you're if you're managing these teams, it, you should be able to outmanage your your counterparts as long as you're doing the little things like like, like I just said, getting the guy you know checking your team an hour before they start, getting the guys who are who are not playing out and putting in the guys who are playing. You want to make sure that at least at least from from my point of view that I'm picking up pitchers. If you have six pickups a week. That you know, five of them are going to be starting pitchers. One of them might be a hitter. Uh, maybe all six are starters, you know, or, or five starters, and one is a possible closer or something. You know, I want to make sure that that I am getting wins, strikeouts. And last year, last week, sorry, last week I destroyed teams like nine zero, eight one, seven two, eight two, because being able to cycle all these starters. You're going to get, you know, 70 innings a, a week, 70, 75, 80 innings a week, and you're going to get wins because really, like I mentioned before, you, you can win wins with like four. You can get 70 innings and you get four wins and you're going to win the category, which is, in my opinion, ridiculous, but that's another conversation. But you're going to get wins. You should get strikeouts. And last week I had guys, you know, Samarja, he is a, an awesome spot starter. Um, he did great for me. Anibal Sanchez is has been crushing for me when you pick as long as you're picking you know picking the right starts picking uh you know like what's his face adam wainwright um things people like that of that level who are like 40 50 percent owned those dudes when they're matched up right you know they're gonna go out and spin some gems once in a while mike fires that's another dude that that can really uh as long as you're picking the right matchup can carry you in era and whip and you can win those categories sneak through them once in a while now, last week, a couple of them, you know, I won the category with like a 4-8 and, and like a 1-3 whip because the other guy just got, I don't know, I don't know who he had playing for him, but he got annihilated. Like two of the teams had like five and a half, five point eight 5.8 ERAs and stuff, and it was ridiculous. So 
last week I destroyed destroyed teams, and I'm gonna keep doing it. You know, the, I, know I won every league last last week, except for one. I lost three six, and my hitters had like three home runs and eleven RBI for the week, which was pretty dis- disturbing. That's a team that is now I think in third, third or fourth. This is a bad week, and those are gonna happen. You know, you're gonna have bad weeks. You know, one off weeks where your hitters don't perform, but you're still gonna win. You're still gonna win uh, wins, strikeouts. You may sneak stolen bases or something, you know, because again, you're winning stolen bases with like five or six. It's kind of like wins. Uh, so make sure you're managing. Make sure you're managing your head-to-head teams, because um, a lot of teams aren't, and you're gonna have teams that are dropping out now too as well. Uh, my roto teams, I got first, third, third, fourth, and the rest are like six to eight, which isn't bad right now. For some, I mean, I, I think I mentioned it before. I used to do really well on Roto and stink ahead to head. Now it's kind of flip flopped a little bit. My one Roto team is uh, is great. My two thirds are pretty good teams. My fourth is a really good team, and I got a couple good teams in six to eight. I'm just waiting for uh, a little bit of health. I shipped out uh, Ben Intendi last week for uh, Eddie Rosario, the outfielder for the Twins. I think he's a target that you want to go after right now during the break. He should come back either, uh, you know, on Friday or really soon after the break starts, after the second half starts. So I'm waiting on a little bit of health to come back. You know, Aaron Judge didn't help me out. Uh, I said I got Eddie Rosario. Uh, Betts has been a little sluggish this year. I made a great trade for J.D. Martinez earlier, and he just hasn't. He's done all right, but he hasn't really been like he was last year. So I got a couple guys who have been a little sluggish, uh, a couple injuries. But even with that, I'm, I'm still super competitive. Uh, Trey Turner being out didn't help either. Uh, so that's me whining. My teams are still right there. If you're if you're you know anywhere in top eight, you still have a chance to make some money. Uh, obviously, obviously, if you're eighth, you have to do a little bit of little bit of uh, finagling, maybe some maneuvering, or or get some health back, you know. But all those teams, I'm pretty happy with. Um, need some closers in a couple teams, but those will come. I mean, once you start seeing guys get traded in July, you're gonna see you know Brad Hand move and. Uh, Will Smith move, maybe Kirby Yates gets moved. You're going to have some of these closers get shipped out, and you're going to have opportunities to uh, pick up saves, especially with half the league, you know, or or 40% of the league is deactivated. You know, they've all given up. So you're going to have some some closers available. So ship them out. And I think even, you know, apart from closers, I'm also looking at using my catchers to upgrade too. You know, if I have Contreras on a team, which I do, a couple of these teams that are down in like 7th and 8th, I sent out some offers over the break here, um, you know, namely, you know, I picked up Danny Jansen, who's been doing all right. I got Wilson Ramos on a team who's who's all right, and I, so I, I wouldn't feel terribly terribly upset if I did ship out Wilson Ramos or not Wilson Ramos, Wilson Contreras, who's crushing. And if you could pick up somebody like Harper, um, then do it. I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't trade him for Eddie Rosario. Maybe I would, even though Rosario's had a better year. Maybe I would. Depends on what you need. I'm generally not going to trade out for one piece. If you're an eighth and you're trading out a stud like Contreras or an essential piece of your team, I want two guys back. I don't want to put all my eggs in one one trade return basket and have that guy flame out and now I look like a now I look like a <laughs> look like an idiot because I shipped out my all-star starting catcher. So if I am trading somebody somebody big like Yelich, Bellinger, or at a tight position, you know, Gary Sanchez or Wilson uh, Contreras at catcher, then I'm looking for a mega haul of a couple guys back, preferably somebody doing pretty decent and somebody struggling. If I could grab Jose Ramirez and Reese Hoskins for for Bellinger, 
uh, I don't know. If I'm ninth or 10th, I make that trade all day. Because you're obviously not getting anywhere with Bellinger. And you have major holes on your team. So if I'm that far down, then I'm making those trades. I'm trying to grab Blake Snell uh, in, in a big package, you know. Hopefully that they rebound and can send you up the send you up the leaderboard and in into the money. Uh, let's go a little bit of uh, good, bad, and ugly here. Some of the good players lately. Mike Trout has been on a friggin' tear. Matt Olson's been been crushing it. Uh, Garrett Cole and uh, David Dahl. David Dahl comes a little bit of an asterisk because uh, when he's not in Coors, he is very marginal. <laughs> He may, you know, if he plays a plays a three game series somewhere, he may hit a like two ten or two twenty, you know, and get an RBI or two. Back in Coors, you know, you guys freaking all star starter. Uh, on the road, you know, you gotta watch. You gotta watch it. I'm still starting him in all formats because I don't know, I'm stupid. But he uh, has a little bit of an asterisk, and with that asterisk might come opportunity. You know, he plays a couple series on the road, starts struggling. I'm going to get David Dahl. He was one of the guys I got for Gilito. I traded him straight up. And uh, it's worked out really well for me because he's been on a tear. So David Dahl's been great. Um, you know, Matt Olson, Garrett Cole, Mike Trout. If you can get Mike Trout, you're going to have to pay for it. But that dude can carry you to the finals. I'd much rather trade a haul for Mike Trout than, say, Josh Bell. If I have Josh Bell, I am shipping. Shipping all day. Josh Bell. You know, I, I don't know if I would trade... Uh, I'm sure I would trade him for Goldie, but I don't know. Maybe it's my blind blind love for Goldschmidt or my solid belief that him and Jose Ramirez can turn it around like last year. It could be a, a fool's errand, but I'd still be looking to, to grab either one of those guys, especially for someone like Josh Bell, who I'll never own for as long as I play fantasy. Uh, some of the bad players, uh, Andrew Benintendi, who has just started the last, what, game or two before the break, to look like he uh, knew the hell he was doing. So he may be a buy-low kind of guy. Chris Sale has kind of struggled the last few starts. He's a buy-low guy. Robbie Ray, I love him for strikeouts, but he also has uh, just not been, I don't know, he's not been great. And I put Mookie Betts on here as well because, damn it, he's the MVP. He's got to start hitting some friggin' home runs <laughs> and stealing bases and doing what things that Mookie Betts can do. So he's still a buy-low guy as well. And if you have Josh Bell... Uh, all day long, Mookie Betts. Um, yeah, if you have Fernando Tatis Jr. or you know someone like Pete Alonso, if you have Pete Alonso, chances are you have a pretty decent team already because you either got Alonso super late like I did, or picked him up off of waivers like I also did. So someone like Pete Alonso, he's kind of the prime example. Josh Bell may keep it up. He's been in the big leagues for for a couple years now, and he may have just turned the corner. Someone like Pete Alonso. He's, he's a bit of a wild card, you know. Dude is absolutely mashing, but if I could trade Alonzo for bets, i make that trade all day. And it may sink me, you know, but bets is not going to fall off a cliff. He's still going to keep it up. Whereas whereas Pete Alonzo could literally hit, like, nine home runs in the second half because that's kind of the way these rookie guys go. I mean, only very special guys can keep it up all season. Mike Trout, Pujols, uh, Miguel Cabrera when he was young. And Pete Alonso might be that guy, but I'm going to bet that he slows down, and I'm going to bet that someone like Mookie Betts or J.D. Martinez heats up. So if I can make that deal and solidify another part of my roster, maybe you trade somebody like Giolito and Pete Alonso. Pete Alonso right now, he's, he's moving up that draft board. You know, If it was redrafted today, 
he would probably be a second rounder or a late first rounder. So I wouldn't mind trading Pete Alonso and somebody like Giolito or Luis Castillo or Sonny Gray, who's you know got a little bit of value. Wouldn't mind trading them guys for for Mookie Betts and maybe somebody like Trevor Bauer or Blake Snell, you know, and and pin your hopes to those guys to carry you through the end of the season. Uh, and the ugly, uh, Joey Votto, who is hideous. Um, I don't know what else I can say. I'm gonna say it every episode from now till the end of the season. Joey Votto's horrible and should not be rostered, even though I still have him on one team. Austin Meadows, who has really seemingly forgotten how to hit, which uh, is kind of interesting because he was tearing it up, and that's what you know. That's why I mentioned ship out Austin Meadows. You know these rookies. Maybe Austin Meadows next year is great because I'll be looking to get him. You know, if I can get it Meadows next year in the, I don't know, 7th, 6th, 8th round, something like that, I'm all about it. He's, he's a good player, and he's got a great future. But when these rookies start get, catching fire and people start paying attention to them, they start gaining value, now comes two-for-one package time. Go get yourself an established star, someone who's done it before, and uh, watch these rookies flame out over and over again, unless it's Aaron Judge, who I traded for uh, Brandon Maurer year, two years ago, and that was a big mistake. And Lorenzo Cain, who has been freaking terrible all season long. So you can I mean you could buy low on any of these guys. I mean, Votto is, is a guy who's hitting waivers. I sent him to waivers uh, on one team. Meadows is going to be there pretty quickly. And Lorenzo Cain actually picked up on a league off of waivers. So these guys, not only can you buy low, you might be able to scoop them up for free. You know, so if you have Cain, I don't know what I would trade for him. I mean, I don't know. What are you trading for a, a bottom-of-the-roster guy? who got drafted in the fifth round and who's really been terrible. Do you trade a crappy closer? Do you trade, uh, I don't know, do you, Jose Quintana, maybe something like that? Uh, maybe. Maybe that's the kind of guy you trade exactly for these guys. Jose Quintana for Austin Meadows, something like that. You know, so Jose Quintana's decent, um, but he's also a fringe roster guy. Um, like I mentioned before, watch for some of these good players on waivers. You know, like I said, I already already picked up uh, Kane on waivers. And you're going to see Mitch Hanniger can get dropped because he's injured. You're going to see David Peralta. I also just claimed him this week uh, on waivers. And somebody like Carlos Carrasco, who, you know, hopefully, God willing, he gets better. Um, says he has a treatable form of leukemia. And maybe he comes back in August. You know, I'm certainly willing to take that chance, even though he wasn't good before. But maybe he gets some treatment, gets the right meds. He comes back and he uh, pitches well. So I'm watching for for these uh, these, these early round guys or mid round guys who who do get dropped. I'm all about. Hanager gets dropped, I'll take him. I'll put him in my DL spot. David Peralta's sitting in my DL spot now. And once they come back healthy and they get traded, maybe you get a, a month or a month and a half of really really top good production from them for nothing. So on top of that, always keep your uh, DL spots full. I've mentioned it time and time again. Both your DL spots and roto leagues have to be full every time you make a pickup. You know, if if you're dropping a guy to pick somebody up, drop that guy first. Scour the DL. Look for I can't even I keep saying DL, IL, IL, injured list. Scour the the waiver wire for the injured list guys, and uh, you know stock your stock your team up. Maybe they're not great. Maybe they're Hunter Strickland. That's fine. I got him on a few a few teams. You know, somebody who's going to come back and could possibly contribute. So some of those DL, damn it, DL again. Some of those injured list guys, and I even wrote DL in my paper like an idiot. So some of those injured list guys I'm looking for, CJ Cron, 
he was doing really well before he got hurt. Uh, Nate Evaldi could possibly be the closer in the Red Sox when he comes back, and that should be pretty quick here. Uh, Diego Castillo, who, who has a few saves for Tampa Bay, and could come back and be lights out and, and be the closer for the second half. Uh, Denny Salazar, you know, I'm looking. I'm really concerned that once Brad Hand gets it gets traded away, which is, I think, fairly likely. The, the the Cleveland Indians are what second wild card now, but I think they want to sell. It's kind of like the Mariners who were playing really well, but they all they all they ever wanted to do was sell. I think the Indians want to sell. I think they want to rebuild and get better players, and uh, you know rebuild for the future. So I think they want to trade Brad Hand. I think they want to trade Trevor Bauer. And they're waiting for the opportunity for them to struggle a little bit. But once Brad Hand goes, if uh, Salazar is there, you watch for him to be the closer, just like Carlos Martinez. Watch for Salazar to close. So I'm picking him up if I have a, an empty injured list spot open. A.J. Pollock as well. I picked him up on, I think, two teams. So if he's there, grab him. It doesn't cost you anything. You know, If, if you have a guy, if, you, if your bench is, is full of guys you can't drop, you're doing something wrong. You're not managing your team well enough. You should always have one guy on your bench who you can just be like, ah, done. You know, let him go. And let's see who else we got. Brandon, Brandon Lowe. And uh, Matt Carpenter, who I also picked up on two teams. Carpenter was terrible first half of last year, or first third of the season last year. I don't mind sticking him in. What, what does it hurt to put pick up Carpenter and put him in your DL spot? And damn it, injured list spot. Doesn't hurt anything. Maybe you claim him. I don't know if I would claim him. Like I didn't claim. I I think I, I did claim. Ah uh, oh, damn it, who the hell was it? I did claim David Peralta, but I didn't claim Carpenter. I didn't claim Pollock. Those dudes cleared waivers. It doesn't cost anything to add a potential game changer. You know, and, we're, and we got a couple more weeks of trade. They come back and start doing well. Maybe you get a little bit of value for them. You trade them away. DL spots are going to separate you, give you a little bit of an edge. And if you can keep getting little pieces, little edges here and there, you know, use your DL spots. I swear, that's the last time I say it. Use your injured list spots effectively. Use your roster management effectively. Watch these stars getting dropped on waivers. Uh, make sure you're cycling guys in and out. If you can do all these little things, you will uh, top five. You know, easy, easy. There should be no reason why, unless you have just a catastrophic team. But these little things are going to gain spots for you, and you're going to slowly uh, eke your way up that board. And if you make a terrible trade, well, that's that's on you. <laughs> uh, let's see, some waiver guys to pick up: Emilio Pagan from uh, the Rays. If He's probably not available, but if he is, scoop him up. Uh, Ramon Laureano, I added him on one team today. If he's available, grab him. He's been uh, really, 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 really good this year. Uh, I think he could keep it up. He was good last year and kind of faded a bit. I think this year he could keep it up. He's doing well. Christian Walker has kind of a, a little resurgence. You've always got to watch for those guys who do well, Christian Walker, and then struggle, and then start doing well again. I mean, they may be able to, you know, I figured something out. They made an adjustment. And he may have some staying power. Uh, Kevin Newman from the Pirates. He's been solid up the middle. So if, you're, if your team's struggling for a middle infielder, he's a great guy to have, especially on your bench if you're in a head-to-head league. Cycle him in, cycle him out, play him at utility. Uh, Brett Gardner, who's been doing well, really had a good month. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Brett Gardner, but there's worse guys you could have. I don't know if I would make a pickup for him or you know drop somebody of value for him. But on a roto team, sure, why not? He's a good guy to have on the bottom of your bench. Uh, and my man, some of these pitchers, Anibal Sanchez, like that dude. 
you know, he's been uh, been really good for me, especially in head-to-head. Wayne Wright, I mentioned earlier, been good head-to-head certain matchups. Joey Lu, uh, Lucchese? Lucchese? Damn it, I don't know how to say it. From the Padres. He's been really good, effective. That's my cat. That's right. It's a madhouse over here. And uh, you know, if Sonny Gray's available on the waiver wire, you could grab him. Uh, Desclafani from the Reds also, you could grab him. Every once in a while, one of the Royals pitchers might be all right, uh, depending on the matchup, who you're looking at. Um, but really, those are the guys I'm, I'm always looking for, those guys on the wire, especially in head-to-head. I may have to claim them two days out You know, if I'm in a competitive league just to make sure I get them for that week start. And my last little piece here, um, when it comes to closers, I mentioned earlier, and feel free to start trading some of these guys away if, if it means moving up. I don't mind even trading them away to solidify my team if I'm doing well, as long as I don't cripple myself in that category. You know, I, ha- I have two head-to-head teams without a single closer because it, one, that traded them all away. They haven't been able to pick anybody up. And the other one, I think I had one guy and he got hurt, or two guys and they both got hurt or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm stuck without anybody. So in last week, one of my teams... I, sh- I split the category with them. We both had zero. We both didn't have any closers. And I mentioned that but when we were drafting all these teams. Make sure in a head-to-head league, you at least have one. Have to have one because you're going to have a couple teams in that league that punt saves. And all it takes is one one save for you to win that category. Always have one closer. And that's you know my only advice that I have ignored. So in those teams, I have loaded up on uh, possible setup guys who could take over. Some of those guys to look for, you're looking for like A.J. Minter. I have him on like freaking six teams. Sam Dyson, I picked him up on a couple teams as well. Because once Will Smith gets traded, Sam Dyson's been pretty good this year. So I don't mind stashing a guy for, for a little bit, uh, especially when there's a potential for saves and I don't have any. So A.J. Minter, Sam Dyson, Joe Jimenez, even though he might get traded on his own, uh, I wouldn't mind, I mean, if you, if you have the luxury to. I mean, it all depends on what you are available to do, you know, what you have. If you have empty spots on the bench, or if you have a deep roster, then sure, stockpile some of these guys. But if you're in a competitive league and you need starters for head-to-head, then I wouldn't waste one on Joe Jimenez, but keep an eye on him for sure. And you know, and watch uh, you know any any Shane Green updates, and even someone as crappy as Michael Lorenzen from the Reds. Uh, if you don't have a closer, you may grab him. You may grab somebody like Blake Parker, or even uh, Mister Mister what what do they call him? Opener Jose Leclerc. I'm still grabbing him. If he, if he gets dropped, I'm still grabbing him. He's He has to close by the end of the season. He has to. It doesn't make any sense to keep running this guy out as an opener. Sean Kelly's going to get traded. Jose the Clerk's going to close again. And you have a potential to get, like, you know, if, he, if he closes in August September, that's going to be, like, 10 saves with uh, great uh, strikeout numbers and who knows about the, the ratios. But, you know, you're looking to stockpile some of these relievers right now. You want to beat the rush. So someone like Sam Dyson... Go out and grab him. Head-to-head league, I don't know if I'd waste a pickup on him. If I didn't have any closers, maybe I would. But certainly in Roto Leagues, I don't mind stocking up on a couple of these guys. You know, if, if you already have five closers, then maybe you grab one, you know. Um, but don't be burning your weekly pickups trying to grab setup guy for setup guy for setup guy. You have more valuable pickups to make like starters. So there we go. Uh, email me, AVG. Joe's Fantasy at Yahoo.com. AVG, Joe's Fantasy at Yahoo.com. Let me know if uh, any of this stuff worked out for you. Let me know what you've tried, what's worked for you. You don't have to, don't have to give away any trade secrets. But, you know, if you take any of my advice, if it worked or failed, let me know why. 
and I can bring it up to uh, Average Joe's Nation. Hopefully, we can all get better together. There's so many leagues out there, and you know, I don't have I don't have more than like what 50,000 listeners, so we probably aren't in the same leagues. And that was a joke. Uh, but <laughs> it'd be pretty difficult for us to be in the same leagues together. So don't don't be bashful about saying you know this worked, this didn't work. Let's all improve together and uh, crush the competition, win some money. Hopefully, you know, if you guys have head-to-head leagues, they're doing as well as mine are. And hopefully your Roto teams are doing better. So that's all I got. Thanks for listening. We'll get another episode out next week. And uh, keep on crushing. Average Joe's out.